Welcome to the Body and Beyond podcast with Alice and Gina. A podcast sparking discussion on all things health, mindset, fitness, goals, and motivation. We strive to help you to boost your confidence, to take the lead in your own life, to back yourself, and to step into your full potential. Body and Beyond is proudly sponsored by The Seed Cycle. The Seed Cycle is a beautiful female-founded Australian company. Seed cycling is a natural methodology that you can use to support your menstruation and your ovulation, and it can even be used to support your hormones through perimenopause and menopause. If you'd like 50% off your first month subscription, use the code BODYANDBEYOND at the Seed Cycle website, www.theseedcycle.com.au. Hey everyone, it's Gina here. I'm doing something a little bit different um, that we haven't done before. I'm actually recording after the fact. Um, And the reason for that is this episode is about showing up in the struggle. Um, Also, you know, we made mention to optimizing over perfection. So the reason I'm recording today um, as a little bit of an add-on is just to kind of bring forward um, the fact that, you know, Al and I spoke about this last episode that we that we recorded and the fact that it was a little bit all over the place, like we didn't really have a clear, a clear direction, although we knew what we wanted to talk about. We didn't really have a, a formal structure to, to the podcast. And with that in mind, you know, we felt we kind of jumped around a little bit and it really wasn't wasn't as well done as we could have done. And so we discussed re-recording. Now, you know, thinking of that now, really that stands against what this whole episode was about. This whole episode was about optimization and progress over perfection. It's about showing up in the struggle, you know, getting the work done, still showing up even when you're struggling. And, you know, the other thing I wanted to mention is that the last month has been um, has been really hard for me. Um, I've probably struggled a lot, and um, and something I just wanted to share, which I probably didn't openly share properly in in the recording. Um, but over the last month, I've been dealing with a lot of hormonal um, ups and downs because of a miscarriage. So that's been really an emotional time for me. Um, in multiple ways Um, and like I mentioned in the podcast it's not just about uh, the emotion of having a miscarriage but also it's been the emotions of almost how I haven't been showing up through the struggle or how I've like I mentioned like how I've been almost meditating or judging myself because of how I wasn't necessarily behaving and being who who I took myself to be or who I thought I was. Um, and that's been something interesting that I've been working through. But I guess this is just me uh, doing this recording to touch base with you guys and just, I guess, yeah, say this is what this episode is all about. It's about showing up in the struggle, 
you know, moving forward, making progress, even when it's not perfect. Um, and I guess hopefully it will also inspire you guys to do the same thing. Um, even if you're going through a really painful period in your life or a transitional period or a difficult time, um, to see if you can really try your best to show up with everything you have in that moment, which may not be much, but you're still going to, you know, step up and show up as best you can. So hope you guys enjoy this episode. Um, it's not perfect. Um, it's not as well structured as we would normally like it to be, but I think that's okay. And um, yeah, thanks for listening. And I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Hey everyone, welcome to the Body and Beyond podcast with Alice and Gina. Hi, Al. How you going? I'm good, Gina. How are you? Yes, I'm going well, thank you. Today's episode, it's just Alice and I, and we are talking uh, progress over perfection and also really showing up in the struggle, like genuinely showing up when you're struggling. It's a yep. pretty powerful topic. Yeah, and I think it's important um, to mention what you literally just mentioned two seconds ago about the struggle mm. in being that it doesn't necessarily mean to be like, the hardest point of your life, like mm. really struggling with something. But the struggles today were kind of symbolizing like just the everyday shit, mm. <laughs> the everyday shit that you go through that just makes things a little bit harder or throws a spanner in the works um, and might throw you off the course for the day or something. Mm. So the everyday struggles, or it could be, you know, it could be a, a bigger struggle that you're currently going through if you are going through something, but yeah. yeah. And that's truly is for the individual to determine like their, what, what is their struggle, right? So we were just saying, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to have just lost a loved one, although that is a huge struggle and still how do we show up in the face of that when that happens? Mm-hmm. But equally, yeah, when, when things just aren't going your way, when life throws, like Al said, a spanner in the works um, and it's just not exactly what you thought it would be. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like, a good place to start um, would be uh, if I just can think off the top of my head, you know, um, with the clients that I coach, often um, things do pop up in the start, you know, in the first couple of weeks of starting a coaching program with me. Um, it's very common that clients do tend to have to go through that stage of battling through a bit of an all or nothing or perfectionist type mentality when it comes to just um, starting a new goal or starting something new. Um, a lot of the time people will go into it and with the best intentions and this is how they want it to be, but then things pop up along the way um, and then they realise, okay, um, how am I going to navigate through this? And sometimes, you know, for some people that does show up in a little bit of a perfectionist or all or nothing mentality. So, yeah. I mean, that's an easy one to start with, right, though, because I think it's a big one when it comes to nutrition and health in general. Yeah. And it can be expectations versus reality, right? So when we're, when we're all excited, like for example, you know, working with a coach for the first time, we're all excited, we're motivated and we have this vision in our mind of what it's going to be like, but then real life starts to come into play and then reality starts to set in and we have to start to really face obstacles as they come up. Yeah. And specifically with nutrition and training, like going to the gym or or eating well, whichever one people tend to find a little harder depending on their lifestyle. Um, 
I think that, yeah, people have this idea in their head that in order to get the result and to progress forward, they have to be 100% Mm. um, on point all of the time, I guess. That's, yeah, something that my clients do commonly struggle with at the start. So Mm. um, I think I literally put something in my story today, actually. So it was timely. Um, one of my beautiful clients um, was just mentioning how she was actually going through a bit of a, just a tough week in general, um, just had a lot of um, stuff pop up. She recently just moved as well, um, moved house. And so um, she was feeling a little bit down on herself that she wasn't able to get to the gym, all of her sessions. She wasn't able to tick off all of those sessions and, and also wasn't able to, um, re-prep meals so she kind of went into a day not having meals prepped and then feeling like oh no I haven't done my meal prep or I haven't followed the plan so therefore it's been a shit week basically Mm -hmm. Um, and just feeling really disappointed about that Mm -hmm. Um, so that you know and what I said to her was in times of you know in times like that specifically when it does come to smaller goals like training and nutrition like being able to zoom out and look at the bigger picture and get some perspective on the situation Mm. um, is really important Um, because in the grand scheme of things, a lot of the time these things don't actually push you further. Like they don't hold you back really from making Mm. steps forward. Yeah. And I love what you mentioned about zooming out. So we know that over the trajectory of progressing in whatever it is in life, there's going to be ups and downs, steps forward, steps back. Like it's just, it's just part of the process. Um, I love that, like that image. Have you seen? And it's like a straight line going from the left side of the screen to the right side of the screen. And it's like, this is what you think progress is. And then it's like in reality, and it's like a squiggly line just going all over the place to reach the end destination. And I think it's just a really beautiful visual of like it's not just a straight line to get to where you want to go. There is, there are all of those ups and downs, and but you can still head in the in the same direction. It just may take. It's just never as quick as you think it is. Exactly. It's also a mentality of like, what are you doing most of the time? What's happening most, like a, a chunk of the time? Like what what's happening a majority of the time is usually what direction you're going to be traveling with over that time, right? So like you said, it's not going to be linear. It's going to be like all this stuff. But if you're doing mainly something or a majority of something, then you're traveling in that direction regardless. Mm. So, yeah. um, And I guess it's just making that direction, um, making sure you're going in the right direction, but that definitely doesn't mean, you know, it has to be in a linear progression line, like you said. Yeah, exactly. And this is where optimization comes in over perfection because we've got to remember that like every single day is can be slightly different. Like you've got obviously big, you know, work and life barriers that may come into play, sleep, nutrition. Like when you're showing up, whether it's to work, whether it's to a training session, we need to really truly optimize based on where we're at in that day. So are you giving your best effort for where you are in any given day? Now your best effort Uh, one day compared to the next may look completely different given all of those different parameters I just mentioned, but you're still showing up. You're still doing the work. You're still giving your best um, or it might, you know, might be your genuine eight out of 10 for the day, but it's not your 10 out of 10 ever. Um, But it's all those tiny steps. They're still steps in the right direction. They're still progressing us towards that vision, towards our goal. Yeah. Um, 
I think if we also flip that, because obviously we're not just talking about, you know, training, going to the gym and eating Mm -hmm. specifically, but just in lifestyle choices in general. And like I was mentioning to you earlier, like for me, a big one is just everyday productivity. Mm. That's been a huge one for me over the last couple of years. Um, Showing up and being productive. (laughs) I did not my water over. Um, But yeah, I used to get into this um, sort of mentality of like needing to wake up and like, if I'd written out the list of things to do the day before and for some reason I something's popped up, I haven't been able to like complete that morning list. Like it will just set me off for the day and I'll think, oh, it's been really unproductive or now I haven't done that. So I'm just going to, you know, just not do anything for the rest of the day. Like, mm-hmm. And now just being able to have more flexibility and going with the flow of things. Like, mm-hmm. And that's where that black and white thinking comes in, right? So it's almost having this good or bad, right or wrong mentality where it's like, if I do A, B, C, D, I have a great day. If I don't, it's a shit day. And so that's that black and white thinking that can show up. And sometimes when it comes to like health, wellness, um, specifically, but sometimes people need to go through that that phase like it can be a phase and then through education and development and understanding then you can almost I mean I want to say almost grow out of it like grow up and grow out of it because you can start to be so educated and you can really see how the big picture works and not necessarily needs to be so regimented and have all these rules around how it has to be for you to be successful you can see that there is a little bit more flexibility yeah yeah Gina what about you because Mm. you have a busy lifestyle Mm. like you are so busy from my point of view looking (laughs) (laughs) but I just feel like I know you're a busy person you always have things like to do like you're always Mm. going one thing to the next thing like how do you feel like this shows up for you in terms of like being able to show up when you're struggling or Mm. yeah so um I think this has been huge for me over the last month. I've had some health health stuff go on um, and essentially my hormones have been up and down and I've, um, and yeah, and and that's um, meaning I haven't felt like myself. So I've got to be careful as well, catching myself, almost metastating, like not feeling like I'm showing up, like I'm genuinely being me um, because of how I'm feeling hormonally or, um, physically, like physically feeling. So, um, the way that's shown up for me in more recent times is, um, you know, Al's actually written me a really fantastic program. So some days I need to just get into the gym and I'll probably just get two exercises done of my program. So say my program's got five exercises, I'll get two done and I'll do all of my warm up and do all my working sets for those two. And from a time perspective, that is me showing up and doing the best I can on that day from a time perspective. If I was to be more black and white or perfectionistic about it, it would mean um, going, okay, I've only got a 45 minute window. I know my program takes me an hour and a half to get through hypothetically. I'm not going to have time to do it. I'm not going to show up. But alternatively, what I'll do is I'll go in, do what I can, do two exercises, then I'll come back and do the rest of the program the following day or the day after. So I'm still getting the volume in. I'm still doing the program, but I'm just halving it. So that's been an example for me in more recent times where that's how I'm handling 
that situation. Yeah, I love that. Mm. You just mentioned that though as well about not like, I don't have the time, so I'm not going to do it at all. Mm. I feel like that's a big one. Mm. I I also like just resonated in that moment as well. Just Mm. for me, it's content. Content Mm. is the thing. (laughs) Like if I can content. Yeah, making content is always the thing that I struggle with. And so oh, there's so many times where I've been like, I just don't have time to do it. Like I'm not going to be able to do it properly or it's too busy or like if I'm in the gym. Um, but then, you know, I just go, hang on a second. It doesn't have to be perfect. Why don't we mm. just go in, do it in this 15 minutes? Like if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If it does, if it does. Mm-hmm. And most of the time it does work and it ends up being a good piece of content. But yes, um, it's just... Yeah, that mentality of like perfectionist mentality, I guess, of not wanting to do something unless you think or you know it's going to be perfect or the perfect situation is there for you to do. And it's so easy for there to be like this could go wrong, that could be happening, that that person could be there, this could be on, you know, and there's so many things and it's like but like very rarely, like unless in this example, unless you're hiring a studio, like a, you know, a private room for content, like, which is yours and you've hired it and paid for it or something like that. It's, there's going to be these variables going on, right? It's similar to, you know, showing up at the gym or, you know, there's going to always be variables as to how it's going to play out. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And and the other thing that comes into it is trusting yourself to perform, like trusting yourself in the moment to show up and get done what needs to be done, even if it's not going to be 100% optimal. Exactly. I feel like it's probably relevant to bring up how a lot of us are affected by social media in this day and age as well when Mm. it comes to showing up through the struggle Mm. and also comparison as well because I feel like that also plays in a little bit um, to like, sometimes perfectionist behavior as well Mm. whether it I mean whether you're following people who are you know in health or fitness or business or whatever it is but we know for the most part like social media is a highlight reel right Mm. yeah (laughs) so we don't get the full snapshot of anyone's like entire life but I feel like from my point of view like even just being on social media and being within that like environment a little bit yeah. You also tend to see like what goes on behind the scenes as well, a, a lot as well. So you know how much of a snapshot it is. Um, so what's your opinion on that, Gina? Like, do you have any thoughts around social media? Yeah. So I think like, as you've said, a lot of the time people, people kind of show up or post when they're feeling good. Like they're feeling optimistic. Like they want to, <laughs> they want to show what they're proud of. And I, you know, me as well, like, you know, it's, um, you know, it's like I had a great day, I did this, and it's kind of showing showing the positive side of things, right? But it really takes a lot of bravery and, um, you know, to, to show up on the days you are struggling and still still put in the effort or still show your face. But you can see why a lot of people have this negative connotation to Instagram or social media and they're saying it's all fake. Well, I guess it's because not that many people are showing up genuinely and authentically when they're not having a good day because obviously everyone has good and bad days and then there's all the freaking mediocre days that are just they are what they are Hmm. and I don't think I don't think that's an issue in the in that of the person and themselves because at the end of the day it depends what you're on social media for 
or like what your business is or like why you're there like what are you sharing on social media Mm -hmm. but I think the most important point is of the consumer of people who are watching other people to Mm -hmm. be aware of the fact that don't draw conclusions from just things that you see in a snapshots yeah like I was just saying earlier before starting the podcast like I love to do like full days of eating for example yeah um I don't know why but people always ask me to do that content it's just a thing that people get ideas from or something Mm. um but also like I'll do a full day of eating on a day where I make my food look good Mm. (laughs) like your presentation yeah and because I know I'm filming a full day of eating of course I'm not going to have plain oats for breakfast with protein powder I'll probably put something a little bit more extra in there make it look nicer so you know straight away that's like not a real representation of what I would even eat every single day like I don't have time and effort sometimes it's literally like I'm running I'm on the run I'm grabbing this I'm grabbing that like and so it it's just little things like that of being aware that like not to draw conclusions from what you see on social media and not compare really. Mm -hmm. And it can be so challenging, right? Because, you know, as we know, like a lot of damage can be done on social media because sometimes the individual who's the consumer isn't necessarily in a stable state of mind or they are comparing and they're not feeling good about themselves and that kind of thing. And so, it can be a real a real challenge to for that individual to slowly um, build their own self confidence and and to not to not let what others are doing impact their sense of worth or their their how they're feeling within themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because we are all so unique and we are not like anyone else, and that's that's what's so beautiful, right? Like it's it's that the challenge can be, and this is where so many, unfortunately, so many young young women and men get themselves into trouble by just consuming too much and not and and not you know loving themselves essentially. And yeah, it's it's a really horrible, like hard topic. Mm. And I think like when it comes to people who genuinely do suffer a little bit from more of a black and white or a perfectionist or um kind of all or nothing behavior um a lot of what that can lead to is a lack of compassion for yourself Mm. right because you're constantly telling yourself you've failed or you've screwed it up you've done something wrong you're you're not kind of building that trust within yourself um but you're more so like more commonly kind of tearing yourself down so you know it doesn't help your self-esteem and your confidence living in that kind of mentality either so yeah Gina do you have any sort of tips that we can give our listeners um who might you know resonate a little bit with this just on like okay if you feel like you are suffering a little bit on of going through that stage of all or nothing mentality not being able to show up through the struggle basically Mm -hmm. um yeah like what could be some things that we could do Mm. yeah I think if someone's genuinely catching themselves, like if the first thing is bringing awareness to what what are you doing? So can, I, I think if you can think about times in the past, like catching yourself in the past when you have been sitting in that black and white style of thinking, like can you sit down and genuinely reflect back on a time when that's happened? And can you bring awareness to 
why was I doing that? How, how was that serving me? You know, what, what was my intention with doing that? So Al, when, when it comes, I'll use you as an example, when it comes to the example you gave earlier of the checklist. Yeah. So what do you think the positive intention was for you in almost penalizing yourself or calling it a bad day when you hadn't checked off all of the things on the list? Yeah. Well, I mean, now that you, now that you say it out loud, I don't know what the positive behind doing that could bring at all. I don't think there is any positive to that. I guess it's more so of that you've already failed mentality and you've already given up mentality. So then it puts you in that mood and then you just don't want to show up type thing. But yeah, obviously there's no positives to that. Well, pause for a sec, because this is the funny thing about this kind of stuff is there is, and sometimes it takes a time to think about it, but there is a positive intention behind everything that we do. So as an example could be sometimes people use it as a motivation strategy. And then the next day they have a fucking on fire day because Mm -hmm. it's like, it's a motivation strategy, feel the pain and then lean into the power, like then leverage that and move forward to what you, towards what you want the next day, for example. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes, you know, if, if you think about it, it, like in a simple way, if someone's like got their new nutrition plan, but then they eat chocolate, what's the positive intention of eating the chocolate that's not on the plan? It may be um, cause it freaking tastes good. It can be as simple as that. Like there is a reward in there somewhere. So mm. sometimes, you know, for example, it could be, you know, if I, if I don't tick off my morning checklist, it could be like, then I, what's the word you always I use? Slog it off. Yeah. I don't know. What word do I use? Sack it off. Sack it off. Yeah. It off. Um, no, that's actually a good point because subconsciously I could just be having an excuse to suck it off because I don't feel like doing anything in there and rest right go okay tomorrow's a new day and I'll think about it then yeah (laughs) you know yeah but sometimes that like there there is a genuine positive intention in there and sometimes it is subconscious and that's what what that's why I'm asking is because we're trying to bring it out of your subconscious and into your conscious and go okay so what benefit what is the positive intention or what benefit am I getting in this behavior Okay. Maybe I do, you know, give my, it's like in that moment, almost like give myself permission to have a day off and rest. Yeah. And that could be the positive intention rather than being feeling successful and then carrying on with the rest of the day on higher power mode, like getting shit done mode, Yeah. for example. So yeah, what I'm saying to everyone listening is like bring awareness to when you're, what the behavior is that you're doing. Um, You know, in this example, what is the black and white what is the positive intention in thinking that way? And then bringing awareness to that. And then now, now you have awareness of that. Then you can go, is that what I meant to do? Like, is that what I, is that what my intention was? So what was your example, Al? Um, my example was basically um, having, well, not like making it not a good day to do it so that I could mm-hmm. basically have a rest or have the day off, have the rest okay. of the- Okay, great. So knowing that the the subconscious positive intention was to have a day off, have a rest, mm. now you have a choice. So now you can choose. Now given that positive intention, is that what I was intending? Is that what I genuinely wanted? Yes or no? Exactly, yeah. And then you can choose. You can kind of pay attention and actually choose to consciously give yourself that day off or you can go, is this what I'm doing? And then choose to do the opposite. So with that intention brings that choice. 
And then from there, you can choose how you're going to show up in the future. So how you're going to respond next time the same situation happens. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I think um, another thing that we're chatting about earlier is also behavior labeling. So just catching out like the way that people label certain behaviors. So an easy one for me, and I'll always bring it back to, you know, health and nutrition, obviously, because that's what I do, Mm. but good food versus bad food or Mm. today I ate well, today I ate good or this afternoon I ate bad or um, right or wrong might be another one. Yeah. Um, But basically having behaviors that you do that you've labeled a certain way Mm. um, and then possibly going about trying to relabel it basically. Mm. Um, So you're kind of breaking out of that pattern of just, subconsciously labeling like that behavior bad Mm. you know well actually is it bad like is that actually a bad thing or have you Mm. just told yourself now that it's a bad thing yeah like for instance when it comes to nutrition and we all talk about balance (laughs) um but yeah like I think that's just an easy one labeling food a certain Mm. way like I ate something that was bad let's say you ate a cookie well I mean was is it bad that you, is the cookie bad or do you know what I mean like what did the rest of the, your day look like what's your yeah. goal like yeah. there's so many other things that go into play there yeah love just, it yeah you don't necessarily need to label that as bad behavior no and I think that's a really good example using nutrition because a lot of like I was saying earlier a lot of people will grow and develop through that right or wrong good or bad labeling as a stage of development in their journey of nutrition so you'll notice as well if you talk to a lot of like high level like athletes or bodybuilders or people who've gone through a nutrition journey like learning about it and understanding it um nutritionists even often people who are interested in nutrition they've gone through that stage in the past they may have been 16 17 or 20 like in the early 20s you know so it can be a stage you go through and then you learn and develop through that um and like you said you know with the example of the cookie once the education comes into play you can learn about the macronutrients of that cookie maybe it's higher in sugar maybe it's higher in carbohydrate And okay, so maybe having that cookie prior to training may give you the boost you need because you had missed a meal earlier in the day because your work was busy. And then you can actually start to see the utility of potentially using the cookie as fuel. Some people use lollies as a fuel source prior to training um, or after. So you can start to see that it's not good or bad, right or wrong. It's like more, let's, let's be a bit more educated about it and see how it can fit into the day and use it to our advantage perhaps, you know, eating two or three cookies right before going to sleep, that's probably not the best, the smartest idea if your goal is fat loss, right? But, you know, you can really start to play with it once you have more education. And that that is a process. Like it's being patient. It's taking the time, investing your time in learning and, you know, hiring a coach or doing the research and, and learning about nutrition. And then you can really start to have that flexibility. Yeah, and I think with a lot of my girls who are um, or do go through that phase, I think one of the things that I will always say to them is actually like plan your balance out, if that mm. makes sense. Like if you're in that phase of like finding it really hard to find the middle ground, um, but actually give yourself permission and like plan in the middle ground to start mm. off with. Like, so for some of my girls who are just starting out and who are struggling with that all or nothing mentality when it comes to nutrition, for example, saying, okay, like every single week you're going to have like, or every single day you're going to have one 
like random thing that's not in your, not tracked or not in your meal plan, Mm. or you're going to have like, you know, two or three meals that are just completely untracked and just not a part of your plan at all, like every week, but you've planned that in um, and you've kind of allowed yourself to sort of have that flexibility and trying to, you know, see it as a positive thing, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Very specific thing. I mean, if anyone is kind of struggling with that in nutrition wise, but I guess that could help with other things as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's so important. It's it's such a, it's such an amazing um, thinking pattern to, to get flexibility in like for a lot of people, it can be a big driver. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um. What else? <laughs> hey, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we've kind of gone through it. Yeah. Anything like, else that you want to add? Like, yeah, I think just with showing up in the struggle, like genuinely knowing that most days are they're just the mediocre, they're the normal days, they're the everyday. And then there are going to be days when sometimes the mediocre is a struggle and it's how you're going to choose to consciously show up on those days. Yeah. Um, I definitely feel like personally that's something I definitely try to practice more mm. often because I struggle with it. Mm. <laughs> Even just showing up on social media or showing up, you know, to work. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's tough and, like, you know, we all go through it. It's, like, I think for me more than ever this year has been probably the most challenging. Like, it's just, you know, all these different stages of life and um, different commitments and different decisions we've made, right? So, like, every time we make a decision, it, it, we've got to understand that it's conscious, like, as in it's, it's, cho- it's a choice. Like, even if even if we're feeling stuck in a situation, we essentially at some stage made the choice to be in that situation, whether it's a job, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a commitment, you know, so we at some stage made a decision. I love looking at the, um, like the word decision. So D meaning to reduce and then decision meaning to cut. So to reduce our options and cut out the option that we're no longer um, going with you, right? So the the power of making a decision and taking that responsibility, because a lot of it does come down to taking responsibility as well, rather than being a victim um, and not having feeling like we don't have choice. It's really taking that responsibility and having in that choice that was made, and then the the power we have in making a new choice or a new decision if we're not happy with where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. cool well if any of you guys listening can relate or you're going through something maybe you guys are struggling with something or you want to ask Gina and myself a question mm. um let us know we might be able to elaborate on it in the next episode if we've got a little bit of time there yeah for sure and don't forget guys as well we've got our body and beyond podcast um facebook group as well so please you're most welcome to join that um if you have any questions you can ask them there in the group and we're more than happy to jump on and answer them otherwise like al said we can bring a topic forward for a future episode as well 
Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, guys. Um, and don't forget to tag us, screenshot, share, so we can grow our body and beyond community. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Have a beautiful day. Bye-bye. The Body and Beyond podcast is for information purposes only. This podcast does not constitute advice or services, and the statements and views of the hosts and guests are not medical advice. The information provided should not be used for treatment or diagnosis purposes. Please discuss any information from this podcast with your healthcare professional before making any changes to your lifestyle.